Good morning or good afternoon, church. Welcome to Daily Sanctuary or Sanctuary Daily. It's going to be daily, so it's like Sanctuary Daily, but it also is, (laughs) it's your daily sanctuary. Welcome to your daily safe place, your daily sacred place. Sanctuary Daily or Daily Sanctuary. Uh, We'll put a poll up online somewhere, which one it actually should be. Um, My name is Andrew. This is Andrew, Pastor Andrew. And uh, my plan is that this would be a steady, consistent space for a pastoral word, reflections on scripture, prayer exercises, hopefully some wisdom even on how to navigate this strange moment. I'm planning to have some guests and other leaders uh, from Sanctuary and friends that I have from around the country uh, just to help share in this space. This will be a short uh, place between five and 10 minutes. And my hope is that this will be one way um, that we can help keep each other rooted and united, rooted and united. Uh, and so I'm just going to jump right in. I wanted to spend just a few minutes talking about hope. This is a word that seems to come up again and again uh, over these last couple weeks. What does hope look like? Uh, and so Christian hope, uh, one way that I like to talk about this is it's an expectant trust in God and his purposes. It's an expectant trust that God has got this, whatever this is. And I, I say that to juxtapose what hope is not, which is simply wishful thinking. And so if you turn with me, we're going to look at two passages briefly. The first one is Colossians 1.23. Colossians 1.23. And it reads this, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast. I love those words right now. Stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven. Paul here writing to the church in Colossae saying, look, if you indeed continue in faith, stable and steadfast, does anybody want to be stable and steadfast right now while it feels like the world is is on fire and, and a little hysterical? Not shifting from the hope of the gospel, the gospel, this good news announcement that we as followers of Jesus believe. The gospel here, it seems, is the primary place that our hope comes from. Uh, A definition that we use for the gospel is the, the good news, this announcement that was made in Jesus, that God, the creator, has come to rescue us from sin and renew all things in and through the work of Jesus Christ on our behalf to establish his kingdom through his people in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a lot and a heavy explanation. You could just say it like this. It's the good news that Jesus is king, that Jesus is renewing all things. Paul is saying that don't don't shift from the hope of this announcement because we can shift, can't we? We can drift. Uh, Hebrews 2 says we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. Drifting is not something we ever do intentionally. We often don't even mean to or don't realize it's happening. It's because we haven't anchored ourselves. Uh, it's because um, we're not paying attention to the slow um, movement of the waves, the slow way that we are moving away from our center and what we know to be true. He's saying this good announcement, don't shift from it. Stay on it. Stay connected to this story. God has so loved us 
That love isn't going anywhere. God's renewing all things beginning with us. God will put it all back together. And so I want to ask, what if um, in this season, in this strange moment, we as a community and anyone else who may be listening in right now, we refuse to shift. We refuse to shift. What if living like God is good and the gospel is the true story of the whole world became just a new normal for us? And like any story, like any uh, center, like any anchor, we need to keep reminding ourselves uh, of what is most true so that we don't shift. What if we said no matter how bad it gets, no matter how much doubt and fear and loss you may feel right now, no matter how many of the Psalms that you identify with of people screaming at God and full of angst and doubt and fear, that we still uh, find ourselves back Uh, living in the land of the hopeful. Cornel West uh, was once asked uh, about whether he was optimistic or pessimistic. I think this is in Rolling Stone or something like that. So Cornel West has asked the question, hey, in these crazy times, are you, do you find yourself being more optimistic or pessimistic about the future? And he has this brilliant response. He says, the categories of optimism and pessimism mean nothing to me. He says, I'm a Christian. I am a prisoner of hope. So what if, as Cornel West so eloquently puts it, we become prisoners of hope, people who are not drifting, who are steadfast and stable because we know whose we are, because we know who we are in Christ, that we are adopted daughters and sons of Christ, that we would let that produce sort of an otherworldly hope and stability because we know what God is up to, because we know what God's done in the past, and we're going to spend some time on that and the faithfulness of God in the coming days. We know we've been saved, and ultimately ultimately, we know how the story ends. We can endure all things, and we can find hope in suffering, and we can find hope in the uncertainty of lost work and bad health and, I don't know, a lack of toilet paper. This, this hope that will compel us to endure, give us the strength to endure. And it will also, by the way, compel us to push and serve and love and join God in what he's doing. It will compel us to love. So how do we not shift? How do we not shift? How do we stay the course? How do we be the calm, cool center of a fragile world? Not ignoring our feelings or not ignoring the pain, but how do we become prisoners of hope? How do we live with that um, constant, hopeful, that, that expectation, that expectant understanding that God has got this? So turn with me, uh, if you would, to Lamentations 3, 21 to 23, and we're going to land here. Lamentations 3, 21 to 23. The context of this passage uh, is simply a uh, it is a is a very grim world and a very hopeless world. There's a lot of lament, a lot of lot of doubt, a lot of ache. Um, these this internal and external exile that's happening, and and so then we read this almost like it's instructions on how to handle a moment that we may be that we are in right now. And so we read, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. So we should pay attention. A writer saying, hey, all right, I'm gonna, I call this stuff to mind, what I'm about to say. And because I call this stuff to mind, 
Therefore, I have hope. How do you call things to mind before we even get to the contents of this? What does it look like for you to have daily rhythms of calling the right things to mind? Your daily uh, journaling or prayer time, times where you're just stopping and bringing things to mind that uh, are, are most true. But this I call to mind and therefore, because I do that, I have hope. And here it is. He says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So what does he call to mind? He calls unceasing love, confident expectation of a steadfast love. Because unceasing love gives confident expectation that God's got this. Unending mercy. His mercies never come to an end. There is a confident expectation that though there is failure and though there is pain and though there are mistakes, that there is a new beginning, that there are new beginnings all over the place. This confident expectation of love and of mercy, and then of a great faithfulness. He calls to mind uh, God's great faithfulness, which gives him a confident expectation that God will do whatever he's done again, whatever um, he's bringing to mind, maybe details of the way that God's been faithful before, whether that's in your own life, or I find just being mentored from history, from redemptive history of the way that God has brought the church through Uh, hard seasons and confusing seasons and conflicting seasons brings me so much hope because it's just looking back and seeing, God, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this. Why would I lose faith that you wouldn't do that again? I bring this to mind. Great is your faithfulness. And we could even go, you know, ahead in the story. And we'll talk again a bit about this in the coming days about our future hope and why that and how that affects our moment now. Um, Revelation 21.4, we get an image of what uh, is going to be, what it's going to be like at the end. I think what every human Christian or not hopes for. And we read, God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the older uh, of things, for the order of things, sorry, has passed away. Maybe bringing to light the faithfulness of what God's done in the past is difficult. Maybe it's trust in his faithfulness of what he says he will do in the future. And I think it's hard uh, for us to, if we were to keep our mind on these things, hard for us to see how um, this wouldn't bring joy to our heart or life to our spirit, that it wouldn't cut through the fatigue and give us a picture of what endurance looks like and produce endurance in our hearts. I, I think like, tell me that knowing God is close to the brokenhearted, like we read and weeps with those who weep. A God who can say me too because of what he's been through on the cross. Like tell me that doesn't lift your heart. And so Lamentations 3 says, just call it to mind. Call it to mind. Call this stuff to mind. Center yourself on the gospel. Remember the story. Worship me for what I have done and what I will do. Remember who you are and whose you are. Bringing your ache and honest self before God. Keep your eyes and your heart open. Be quick to listen and slow to make rash judgments about how it's all going to turn out. I think that's such an important word for us. I'll say that again, like keeping our eyes open 
and our, like our eyes open and our heart open and being quick in our mind as we're thinking about bringing things to mind, be quick to like listen to the word of God, be quick to listen um, to, uh, to reminders of his love and mercy and slow to make judgments about how this is all going to turn out. Because you never know, you just don't know um, what the future will bring and how faithful God will be and what God wants to bring out of this and what God might do in all of this. And so I want to encourage you as we just close here to hold fast to that hope. Keep your mind set on eternal things. Keep your mind set on what you know to be true. Keep your mind set on the good news of the gospel. In a moment, I'm gonna um, have a song come up for us. I'm gonna pray for us and then I'm gonna attach this song. And it has this really simple refrain um, over and over in the song, which is just hold on, hold on. It's this prayer from this um, band, Young Oceans. And it's just sort of through the storm and you'll hear it, just hold on, have peace, hold on hold on. And I just hope this song ministers to you as a prayer to begin this season. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would help us, each one of us, help bring um, these eternal uh, eternal things to mind, Lord, in this season of fatigue and uncertainty. Lord, as our minds so often gravitate toward worry and concern, because there are a lot of things to be worried and concerned about. Lord, help us um, to uh, to bring to mind um, truer things, Lord. Though there is uncertainty and ache, though there is pain, Lord, there is fear that exists in this world right now and exists in our hearts. Lord, help us to call to mind your mercy and your love and your faithfulness, Lord, what is uh, true about the bigger story and the bigger things happening in our world. Lord, we thank you that you um, weep alongside us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you, um, Lord, you grieve uh, the brokenness that even exists in creation, in, in viruses, Lord, in the, the, the natural order around us, Lord, and that you are working to make all things new, Lord, and that we can experience that freedom, Lord, in you, right now, Lord. So just help us, Lord. Be our strength. Holy Spirit, come along and encourage us um, to make sense of how we can adopt patterns to bring to mind um, the truth and power of the gospel. Lord, I pray peace upon my sisters and brothers today, that they would know your voice, that they would know your touch, Lord, that they would um, be able to lean, Lord, on you in deep and profound ways. We pray this all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sky leaves.
Church, it's good to be with you in a way. And uh, if you have any feedback, ideas about things that we can cover and ways we can use this space well or any other ideas, we are all ears. Uh, In the coming days, you're going to hear more about um, setting up some video chat rooms, some spaces for you to be able to connect with others. And we encourage you, again, to go to sanctuaryri.org backslash corona um, to learn more about how you can get involved and how you can register needs.